Women should not be allowed to lead. I got that coming up and other stupid sayings from people who probably shouldn't get headlines in the news. (laughs) K-pop talks and who cares? More wasted police resources instead of chasing the really important criminals. And an amazing paper airplane you've just got to see. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It is live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.tv. Sadly, it is not live on Rumble.com. I have done everything. I talked to support. I did all the settings are correct. And for some reason, I cannot push this stream out on Rumble. So what you're seeing on Rumble is a video replay, like all of our other 220 shows, uh, which I will upload after the show finishes airing tonight live. I'm sorry, Rumble. We're doing everything we can. My bill's been paid. (laughs) But for some reason, it just ain't happening. And I don't know why. But uh, we will eventually get it fixed and get it straightened out. In the meantime, Facebook, Twitch.tv, and YouTube, we're live. And we're also a podcast. Thank you to the folks who have uh, followed and subscribed on whatever podcast platform uh, you get your podcasts. We're there. Uh, All of our shows are there. You can check them all out. Go all the way back to the beginning if you want, although that's a lot of hours of listening. Or you can just catch up and listen to the last few shows or this one. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Podbean, uh, Geo7 in India. We have a big audience in uh, India. Hello to our uh, folks listening under the podcast over in India on the continent. We, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys a whole lot. And um, beep, beep. Somebody's beeping. I don't know why. All right. Anyway, it's time, as we always do, to get you updated on our favorite little girl. Miko update. Me, 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 Miko update. She's great. Fantastic. However, she was feeling a bit down today. She was great this morning. We got up. We took an early walk. Uh, She went out, did her business, had a good exercise. So did her dad. And uh, uh, then this afternoon, I don't know. I just got a feeling, you know, when you connect with a dog, when you truly love the the dog, you kind of get a sense. You really do. If you don't have a dog, if you're not a pet owner, you might not know. Cats, I don't think so much because, you know, cats are kind of like, eh, whatever. But it, for some reason with a dog, you really do know when they're not feeling quite well. They're a little bit off. And honestly, tonight, she seems a little bit down. Uh, I spent some extra time with her. We got back very late from dinner, so I, like, rushed into the studio. Uh, fortunately, I had everything all set up from earlier today, so we were pretty much ready to go. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's kind of sad. I'll be spending a lot of time with her after we get off the air here tonight, and uh, hopefully she will uh, she'll be well. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna stop looking at Rumble because Rumble is stupid and they just don't seem to want to play ball with uh, Jay. So that's okay. We'll get there. 
yeah. So uh, the headline tonight, in fact, I put that in our thumbnail. It's pure clickbait. It's a thousand percent clickbait. It's not really what I feel in any, any way, shape, or form. And it is frankly a comment that's been making the headlines just today here in Malaysia. Now, if you don't live in Malaysia, just listen in because you can appreciate some of the stupidity that actually happens in this patriarchal mumbo-jumbo that is Malaysia. Politics, social, whatever. Uh, it's just, first of all, this person is a giant nobody. Her only claim to fame is that she is the daughter of a, I hesitate to use the word, famous politician. But uh, it, the big article, World of Buzz, Malay Mail, all the news outlets covered this today. Why? You know, I saw somebody, a couple people posted the comment, who cares? This person is a nobody. What she thinks really doesn't matter to anybody. But, you know, headlines are headlines and clickbait is clickbait. Uh, so she talked about human rights, <coughs> which isn't a joke. It is a joke in and of itself. And she said, women are not born leaders, but men are. Like I said, this is the kind of patriarchal bullcrap that goes on every single day. Most of the leaders around the world are men. The article in World of Buzz, which is in our show notes if you want to check it out. Uh, but it doesn't mean women are not meant to be leaders. Certain countries, of course, have their very own quite famous uh, female leaders uh, giving their best to serve their uh, constituents. Uh, however, this particular woman has something else on her mind, a short clip shared by Sinar Daily on, of all places, that idiotic TikTok. I told you about TikTok. Please get off TikTok. I know it's cool and you do all the little dance routines and you put up your little stuff and you get millions of hits and all that crap. You got to read the terms and conditions and the privacy notice of TikTok. If you actually read it, which I did, and that's why I am not and will never, ever, ever be on TikTok. If you actually read it, you'll cancel your account too. Trust me. Read the TNC and privacy notice for TikTok. Anyway, uh, this moron said that a woman is not born to be a leader, but a man is. I think everyone deserves human rights because we're all humans. Brilliant! Wow! I hadn't thought of that. In another short clip, she expressed her fondness for the head of the opposition. According to her, he's a sweet person. You know, when you talk to him, there are always positive things. I find him sweet, she laughed. This is a whole article from this nobody, and nobody cares about your opinion about anything. Anyway, the videos are part of an incomplete clip of a show called Politically Frank by Sinar Daily. Regardless, Malaysians have expressed their confusion over the statement as they tried to find the correlation between leadership human rights, and what she was talking about. <laughs> it's just, so what is she trying to tell? Yeah, the comments are great. I'm telling you, it, you know what? It's worth it just to read the comments. 
because again, why we give this idiot any sort of air? T- and I know I'm I'm guilty of it myself. I'm doing it too, but I'm doing it just to point out of the stupidity of this patriarchal crap that goes on in this. Women are not respected. I'm telling you. And we have some amazing women in this country, amazing women, some in politics, some not. But uh, people like C.T. and Ambiga, just to name a couple, the list goes on and on. There's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them. (sighs) More of those ought to get headlines, not this person. All right. You know, I've been hung up on this ridiculous story we covered a while ago about how the uh, Malaysian police from international sources, Interpol, the FBI, has been given lists of tens of thousands, almost 100,000 different IP addresses, which are suspected of or possibly linked to distribution of child pornography, a crime which I think you ought to be locked away and the key thrown away for the rest of your life, no parole, no nothing, you're going to jail forever and you're going to die there. This article pops up, again, Malay Mail, links in the show notes tonight. More evidence of what I was talking about, where you filed these police reports because I got offended, I didn't like what they said about me, and you waste the police's time having to investigate these idiot police reports when they could and should be spending their time investigating things like, oh, I don't know, child porn probably. Here's another one pops up today. Semi-nude transgender dancers. (gasps) Ooh, can I get it? Ooh, yeah. Semi-nude transgender dancers. Police are seeking more arrests says Selangor, top cop. Yeah. We are actually actually wasting our time on this crap. Police will make several more arrests in connection with an incident where a group of semi-nude trans women allegedly danced and set off fireworks at an Aydil Fitri event organized by I-City Sha'alam on Friday. Uh, The police chief said yesterday they'd arrested some of those involved, including the organizer, who's an Instagram celebrity known as Chick Lala. (laughs) The individual was released on police bail, but they're collecting the evidence and arrests will be made. Apparently not having anything to do with setting off fireworks, which unless you have a permit is illegal. It had to do with the fact that it was tarnishing the image because they were semi-nude. Now, don't get me wrong. Around here, semi-nude could be you're wearing shorts above the knee. Okay. So, yeah, they're, oh, they are being investigated also under the Explosives Act. So, there you go. Now, you want to arrest them for the fireworks, knock yourself out. If they're guilty, they're guilty. Pay the fine, do the time, whatever it is. But according to what I see, it has to do with the fireworks. So what's up, Malay Mail, with the clickbait headline? Semi-nude transgender dancers. First of all, semi-nude, yeah, whatever, bullcrap. Transgender, who cares? Why is that important if they're being charged with some fireworks offense? 
You see? You see? And you think you got troubles? Come to Malaysia. I know, I know. If I hate it so much, why don't I get out? Because in spite of all the stupidity, like our first two stories tonight, this country, I truly believe in my heart of hearts, has a core of goodness at its center. And the common everyday Malaysians that I meet all the time, in fact, they're the only people I hang out with or I want to hang out with, not these politicians and idiot celebrities who do anything to get their name in the news, and it usually works. But the common Malaysians aren't racists. They're not homophobic. They're not gender, whatever that word is, sexist. They're good people, and I see that in them. I see that every day. That's why. But when I can call out stupidity, I'm going to call out stupidity. Why not? Uh, <laughs> speaking of stupidity, it's not confined to Malaysia. There was a story about the uh, African-American staff in the Brandon White House that are all either getting ready to resign or they're not happy or, you know, because basically they appointed a bunch of people who were simply given the jobs based on the color of their skin. It had nothing to do with the talent. They just sit in the White House and do nothing, and they're only there because they're African-American. Well, in an attempt to continue the saga, the idiots at the White House dragged this K-pop supergroup BTS in, stuck them in the White House press room, and they made comments about how devastated they were by U.S. hate crimes. And, of course, they related it to hate crimes against Asian Americans. Read the article. I'm not going to get into it because, frankly, it's so stupid it doesn't deserve my time. Probably not yours either, but if you're interested, there's a link in our show notes tonight. You can check it out and find out more about it. But trust me, before you go into reading it, just, you know, switch off that part of your brain that actually, you know, looks for common sense and things that make sense, because you won't need it when you read these articles. All right, let's get on to some good news, huh? I love this. Oh, man, I love this. Did you ever fold a paper airplane? I used to be really good I mean, I did the standard paper airplane, you know, you cut it in half and then you put the wings down and I would fold the back end up a little because that little bit of, of flap would give it some lift. Mm. I had a friend in grammar school. I'm trying to remember which one. I want to say it was Billy, but I'm not sure. He used to be so good at paper airplanes. They would go forever. And really high. I know, paper airplanes, right? Trust me, it's related to the story I'm going to talk about in a video I'm going to show you. Uh, back when we were kids, one of the most common games was making paper airplanes. This is from World of Buzz. Links in the show notes if you want to watch the video. Uh, everybody tried to see who could make the best design, which would fly the furthest, which would fly, stay aloft the longest. Uh, who would have dreamt that the world record for the furthest flight of a paper airplane has gone 
to a Malaysian. Yes. Kid you not. This article appeared uh, yesterday, a couple days ago, I guess, in the uh, World of Buzz. And wow. Check out this video. Malaysian paper airplane design breaks Guinness World Record for the furthest flight, 77 meters. That's that's a lot. Check the video. It's not a long video. It's about 30 seconds. But check this out. Look at that. He takes off. It's in some stadium. There it goes. And that looks like a just a normal paper airplane design. But look at the distance on this thing. Dang. Unbelievable. There they're doing the official measurement. It looks like a shot put or something. And apparently the folks from Guinness were there checking it out. There it goes. There's another angle. Whoa. Look at the height on that thing. That is amazing. And boom, almost to the end of the stadium. That is insane. <laughs> There's uh, Grace and Frankie. I love that show. It just ended, by the way. Yeah, unbelievable. A 77-meter flight with a hand-thrown paper airplane and Malaysia gets the world record. Man, that's cool. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we have our heartwarming story. I told you that part of what we do on the show is to spread the good news. Because we do cover some controversy stuff. We cover some downers, some weirdo stuff. Just a little mishmash rojock of everything. But I always try and at least include a, include a single story that uh, lets you know that all hope is not lost. And there are still good people in the world. And one of the sites I've found that is a great resource for this, the link to this particular one's in our show notes tonight, the description down below. It's called Heartwarming, or actually it's HRT Warming. And you'll find that on Facebook if you move over there and check them out. They're loaded with all these kind of stories. And when you ever need a break from all the Amber Johnny news or whatever. By the way, can I just say I am very proud to say I have never watched one minute of that stupid trial. I also have never watched the Kardashians. I never watched Housewives of the whatever Jersey Shore or something. None of that crap. I don't watch that garbage. Anyway, a shout out to this amazing little girl. No idea who she is, but uh, we are in Wrigleyville on the rooftop of Old Crow Smokehouse. There was a Cubs fan. Now, uh, the Cubs is a baseball team, the Chicago Cubs. And there was a blind Cubs fan outside the stadium trying to hail a cab for several minutes. Somebody noticed this and took a few pictures, I assume, with their hand phone. And again, they were on the roof of a building. Um, the lady came up, asked him if he needed help. And uh, she stood there with him, hailed a cab for him until one pulled up. And uh, the pictures are here. Awesome, as this article says, to see such kindness in a world that the media portrays so much hate in. Wow. 
credit to uh, Ryan Hamilton. There is the picture. I'll show you a close-up. There is the, uh, the fellow who is visually impaired, obviously a big Cubs fan. And there's the girl, the amazing woman. Don't know who she is, but a hat tip to you. There she is hailing the cab and helps him in and sends him on his way. All just because it was the right thing to do. Wow. How cool is that? Does your heart good, huh? All is not completely screwed up with the world today. All righty. Let's uh, head on over to uh, book time. We've done about a half an hour of the weird stuff I found online today. By the way, if you want to check out our new Miko merch, it's got our new show logo over here. Our new show logo's on it. Miko's also on it. This is not one of them, but you can get a nice coffee mug like this. You can get mouse pads, stickers. I got a couple of new items too, a key fob, which is really nice. It's really cheap too. It's not expensive. And a pet bandana, which I've ordered one for Miko. It's got our show logo on the back. It's very cool. Can't wait. I hope it fits her. <laughs> so you want to check out and help support the show and get something cool for your, uh, for your money. Uh, it's not, it's not expensive. Our stuff is very cheap. I've kept the price as low as I could possibly make it. And you'll find that as the top link in our show notes, our description down below, it's called Miko merch. And you can check that out, order something or order a bunch of something if you want. And it, uh, it really does go a long way to help uh, benefit the show. Thank you. You can also, by the way, go over to our, uh, locals account and check us out over there on Locals. And if you'd like to sign up to help support the show, you can do that. And I've just created a promo code, which if you sign up as a member on our Locals account, our Locals is in the show notes. Way down at the bottom, you'll see a link to the Locals at Jay Sheldon, uh, Jay Sheldon Show. But if you put in the promo code TRYIT, T-R-Y-I-T, when you uh, sign up, you will get one month for free. So one month free, use the promo code TRYIT, and uh, there you go. We just set that up. It'll last for about a month, so anytime between now and the end of June, you can uh, put the promo code in TRYIT on our Locals.com account, the link's in our show notes, and uh, help to support the show. But actually, for the first month, it'll be free. Cool, huh? All right. <laughs> Where are we going now? I know we're going to check out our book. We read books on this show. I know. It's the last thing we do before we sign out for the night. And we've been doing The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes uh, because I love this book. We've done so many. We started with The Wizard of Oz. We've done The Little Prince, uh, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, uh, The Velveteen Rabbit, Winnie the Pooh, my favorite book of all time. And uh, now we've started, uh, we're on chapter three of The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's pop on over there and uh, check Adventure Three: The Case of Identity. My dear fellow," said Sherlock Holmes, as we sat on either side of the fire in his lodgings at Baker Street. "Life is infinitely stranger than anything which the man of mind could invent." We would not dare to conceive the things which are really mere commonplaces of existence. If we could fly out of that window, hand in hand, 
hover over this great city, gently remove the roofs, and peep in at the queer things which are going on, the strange coincidences, the plannings, the cross-purposes, the wonderful chain of events working through generations and leading to the most ultra-results. It would make all fiction, with its conventionalities and foreseen conclusions, most stale and unprofitable. And yet, I'm not convinced of it, I answered. The cases which come to light in the papers are, as a rule, bald enough, vulgar enough. We have, in our police reports, realism pushed to its extreme limits. And yet, the result is, it must be confessed, neither fascinating nor artistic. A certain selection and discretion must be used in producing a realistic effect, remarked Holmes. This is wanting in the police report, where more stress is laid perhaps upon the platitudes of the magistrate than upon the details, which to an observer contain the vital essence of the whole matter. Depend upon it, there is nothing so unnatural as the commonplace. I smiled and shook my head. I can quite understand your thinking so, I said. Of course, in your position of unofficial advisor and helper to everybody who is absolutely puzzled throughout three continents, you're brought in contact with all that is strange and bizarre. But here, I picked up this morning's paper from the ground. Let us put it to a practical test. Here is the first heading upon which I come. A husband's cruelty to his wife. There is half a column of print, but I know without reading it that it's all perfectly familiar to me. There is, of course, the other woman, the drink, the push, the blow, the bruise, the sympathetic sister or landlady. The crudest of writer could invent nothing more crude. Indeed, your example is an unfortunate one for your argument said Holmes, taking the paper and glancing his eye down to it. This is the Dundas separation case, and, as it happens, I was engaged to clearing up some small points in connection with it. The husband was a teetotaler. There was no other woman. And the conduct complained of was that he had drifted into the habit of winding up every meal by taking out his false teeth and hurling them at his wife, which, you will allow, is not an action likely to occur to the imagination of the average storyteller. Take a pinch of snuff, doctor, and acknowledge that I have scored over you in your example. He held out his snuff-box of old gold, with a great amethyst in the center of the lid. Its splendor was in such contrast to his homely ways and simple life that I couldn't help but commenting on it. Ah, said he, I forgot that I had not seen you for some weeks. This is a little souvenir from the King of Bohemia in return for my assistance in the case of the Irene Adler papers. And the ring, I asked, glancing at the remarkable brilliant which sparkled under his finger. It was from the reigning family of Holland, through the matter in which I served them, though it was of such delicacy that I cannot confide it even to you. 
You have been good enough to chronicle one or two of my little problems. And have you any on hand just now? I asked with interest. Oh, some ten or twelve, but none of which present any feature of interest. They are important, you understand, without being interesting. Indeed, I have found that it's usually in unimportant matters that there's a field for the observation and for the quick analysis of cause and effect which gives the charm to an investigation. The larger crimes are apt to be the simpler, for the bigger crime, the more obvious as a rule, is the motive. In these cases, save for one rather intricate matter which has been referred to me from Marseille, there is nothing which presents any features of interest. It is possible, however, that I may have something better before very many minutes are over, for this is one of my clients, or am I very much mistaken? He'd risen from his chair and was standing between the parted blinds, gazing down into the dull, neutral-tinted London street. Looking over his shoulder, I saw that on the pavement opposite there stood a large woman with a heavy fur boa around her neck and a large curling red feather in a broad-brimmed hat, which was tilted in a coquettish Duchess of Devonshire fashion over her ear. From under this great panoply, she peeped with a nervous, hesitating fashion at our windows, while her body oscillated backwards and forwards, and her fingers fidgeted with her gloved buttons. Suddenly, with a plunge, as if a swimmer who leaves the bank, she hurried across the road, and we heard the sharp clang of the doorbell. "'I've seen these symptoms before,' said Holmes, throwing his cigarette into the fire. Oscillation upon the pavement always means an affaire de cour. She would like to advise, but isn't sure of the matters too delicate for communication. And yet, even here, we may discriminate. When a woman's being seriously wronged by a man, she no longer oscillates, and the usual symptoms is a broken bell wire. Here, we may take it, there is a love matter that the maiden is not so much angry as perplexed or grieved. But here she comes in person to resolve our doubts. And as we spoke, there was a tap at the door, and the boy in buttons entered to announce Miss Mary Sutherland. While the lady herself loomed behind his small black figure like a full-sailed merchant man behind a tiny pilot boat, Sherlock Holmes welcomed her with the easy courtesy for which he was remarkable, and having closed the door and bowed her into an armchair, he looked her over in a minute, and yet abstracted fashion which was peculiar to him. "'Do you not find,' he said, "'that your short sight is a little trying to do so much typewriting?' "'I did at first, she answered, but now I know where the letters are without looking. And then suddenly, realizing the full purport of his words, she gave a violent start and looked up, with fear and astonishment upon her broad, good-humored face. You've heard about me, Mr. Holmes, she cried. How else could you know all that? Never mind, said Holmes, laughing. It is my business to know such things. Perhaps I have trained myself to see what others overlook. If not, why should you have come to consult me? 
I came to you, sir, because I heard of you from Mrs. Etheridge, whose husband you found so easy when the police had everyone given up him for dead. Oh, Mr. Holmes, I wish you would do so much for me. I'm not rich, but still I have a hundred a year in my own right, besides the little that I make by the machine, and I would give it all to know what has become of Mr. Hosmer Angel. Why did you come away to consult me in such a hurry? asked Sherlock Holmes, with his fingertips together and his eyes to the ceiling. Again, a startled look came over the somewhat vacuous face of Miss Mary Sutherland. Yes, I did bang out of the house, she said, for it made me angry to see the easy way in which Mr. Widdebank, that is, my father, took it all. He would not go to the police, and he would not go to you, and so at last, as he would do nothing, kept on saying there was no harm done, it made me mad, and I just went on with my business and came right away to you. Your father, said Holmes, your stepfather, surely, since the name is different. Uh, yes, my stepfather. I call him father, though it sounds funny, too, for he's only five years and two months older than myself. And your mother is alive? Oh, yes, mother's alive and well. I, I wasn't best pleased, Mr. Holmes, but when she married again so soon after father's death, and a man who was nearly fifteen years younger than herself. Father was a plumber in the Tottingham Court Road, and he left a tidy business behind him, which mother carried on with Mr. Hardy, the foreman. But when Mr. Widdebank came, uh, he made her sell the business for he was very superior, being a traveler in wines, uh, they got 4,700 pound for the goodwill and interest, which wasn't near as much as father could have got if he'd been alive. I had expected to see Sherlock Holmes impatient under this rambling, inconsequential narrative, but on the contrary, he'd listened with great concentration of attention. Your own little income, he asked, does it come out of the business? Oh, no, sir, it's quite separate. It was left to me by, by my Uncle Ned in Auckland. It is in New Zealand stock, paying 4.5%. <laughs> £2,500 was the amount, but I can only touch the interest. You interest me extremely, said Holmes. And since you draw so large a sum as a hundred a year, with what you earn into the bargain, you have no doubt traveled a little and indulged yourself in every way. I believe that a single lady can get on very nicely with an income of about 60 pounds. Oh, I could do with much less than that, Mr. Holmes, but you understand that as long as I live at home, I don't wish to be a burden to them, and so they have the use of the money just while I'm staying with them. Of course, that's only just for the time. Mr. Widdebank draws my interest every quarter, pays it over to Mother, and I find that I can do pretty well with what I earn at typewriting. It brings me two pence a sheet, and I can often do from 15 to 20 sheets in a day. Well, you've made your position very clear to me, said Holmes. This is my friend, Dr. Watson, before whom you speak as freely as before myself. Kindly tell us now about your connection with Mr. Hosmer Angel. A flush stole over Mr. Miss Sunderland's face, 
and she picked nervously at the fringe of her jacket. I met him first at the gas fitter's ball. And that's where we'll leave it for tonight. On our next stream Saturday night, we will pick up the story of identities. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, continue on with the amazing adventures of Sherlock Holmes. All right, folks, uh, you want to get in touch? We have a brand new email for our brand new named show, The Jay Sheldon Show. You just email show, S-H-O-W, show at jsheldon.com, and uh, I will get your emails. You want to make show suggestions, anything you want to promote, whatever you want to do, you want to talk about anything, advertising, whatever it might be. You just uh, show at jsheldon.com, or you can always PM me on any one of my social media outlets. They are all listed down below in our show notes, our description, which is down below. Thanks for the follows, the likes, and subscribes, and I will see you again Saturday night. Thanks for listening, folks. Good night. Snort. <laughs>